0: Join the guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting MaxLawEvents.com.
1: I had a, a CEO once that gave me a great advice and he said, if you can't, he said, if you, if you go and you build a business and you're gonna be an entrepreneur and you can't throw your keys and your cell phone on the desk and disappear for a month and come back and still have everything working and going fine and more money in your bank account, all you've done is built a job for yourself. Um, so I have no interest in building a job. My, my goal, um, and I, I don't know if it'll take me five years or 10 or 15, is to build a business. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer, Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mewtrips. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to
2: the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Winter is here, my friend. The kids got uh, word this morning that they were having a late start due to the ice and snow. But I got here into the office early and I got a lot done before we even recorded this call. You know, it
3: is a real pain in the butt whenever they do delayed start. We had a delayed start this morning, too, and it just just cramps my style. It really does. Luckily, I got here before 8, but still... It, it, it pushed me back quite a bit when it comes to getting to get into the office, but you know it's weird. Saturday I was grilling, and Sunday I grilled, but on Saturday my son ran <laughs> ran out of the house without his clothes on, um, <laughs> and he's 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 four years old or three years three years old. Um, today or yesterday and today it's freaking snow outside. It's awful. I hate the the cold snowy weather, but um, oh well. But let's get on with our show.
2: Uh we've got an awesome guest. Jimmy, do you want to introduce him? Yeah, but before I do, I'm I'm wondering if your son learned that trick running outside naked from you. <laughs> uh he
3: might he may have. I, I can't tell tell my secrets. You know, my neighbor, I didn't think anybody saw him. And then my neighbor yesterday he's like, Hey, isn't it amazing? You know, two days ago your son was running around naked and today it's snowing <laughs> and I'm like, Oh gosh, I mean I thought no one saw it. So it's uh it's just amazing how it was. it's 40 degrees cooler than it was just two days ago.
2: Oh yeah, we know the Mutrix says they let their kids run around in the street naked. Damn straight.
3: That's right, baby. All
2: right, well, we are excited to have our guest today. Um, it's a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, and someone that we've had a lot of great interaction with, both before we started the Guild and after. His name is Russ Nesovich. He's a New Jersey trust and Estates lawyer. Russ, welcome to the show.
1: Good morning. I am uh, honored and happy to be here. So thanks, Tyson and Jim, for having me.
2: So Russ,
3: tell us about your story and don't pull any punches. Tell us about your story, your journey, and how how you got to where you are now.
1: All right, it's uh, it's a it's a bit of a long one. So cut cut me off if I go in uh, in a weird direction. Um, I, no, I really came. <laughs> Fire away. We won't let you go. So go with it. All right. Sounds good. I really came to the law a little bit later in life. Uh, All of my plans throughout, um, you know, school and and, uh, high school and even college were to be a lawyer. And then I decided my uh, junior year of college after taking my LSATs uh, and, and doing pretty well that the last thing I wanted to do was be in school for three more years. So luckily, my parents had encouraged me to have a second major beyond political science. So I was a double major uh in political science and economics and i took that economics uh major out for a spin went to work for goldman sachs so i worked at goldman sachs for uh 6 years a little bit in operations and a little bit in investment management where we you know managed a tremendous amount of wealth for very very uh very wealthy people and families did that for about 6 years uh spent a year and a half at ubs uh, also an investment firm and then spent 13 years at a private equity real estate firm where for the last five years or so i ran their sales force so i ran a sales force of about 30 people all over the country so my background really is in sales and financial services i have all my securities licenses um, and that's really how how i grew up Um, at some point i sort of got the bug to go back to law school i kind of remembered that dream so i went back to school part-time at night Uh, i started in 2004 i finished in 2010 i started with no kids and i finished with two that's kind of a, a way that i mark time Um, And I did the JD MBA program at Rutgers uh, University in Camden, New Jersey. So I wound up graduating with my law degree and my MBA in 2010, passed the Pennsylvania and New Jersey bar, uh, started to do a little bit of estate planning kind of on the side for friends and family while continuing to work um, at that real estate uh, private equity firm. And then in 2016, 2017, that firm got bought, uh, and when they got bought, I sort of decided that it was a good time for me to exit. Um, I was doing 120 to 150,000 miles a year on airplanes. Uh, I looked at my Marriott account recently and realized that I had spent 580 nights of my life uh, at Marriott hotels, uh, and that's just Marriott hotels. That, that's almost two years. Uh, I have three kids who are currently 12, 9, and 5, and I just didn't want to do that anymore. So i decided to pull the plug and decided to launch my own law practice on november 1st of 2017 and at the same time that i started my own law practice because i had all these securities licenses i accepted a job working for my financial advisor at the time who's still my financial advisor uh, at a company called king financial network so in in addition to running my own law practice i'm the director of estate planning at king financial network which is an investment management firm we manage somewhere between 250 and $300 million for about 300 families.
2: Russ, talk to us about that conversation with your spouse when you were thinking about going out on your own and sort of how you walked her through it and yourself through that. Because I know some people in the Facebook group have been talking about that conversation lately. and I'd just be interested to hear your take on that.
1: Yeah, we, we sort of, um, it, it was something that we both wanted to do. Um, you know, we I, I traveled um, quite a bit for my old job and I could really, I could kind of pencil in the fight. Um, if if I was leaving on a on a Monday morning and I wasn't going to be back till Thursday, I kind of knew that day three, um, Michelle home alone with the three kids, uh, having to shuttle them to and from school, her own full time job. She has a she's a program manager at a defense contractor, so she has a pretty demanding job as well. Uh, I knew that by day three of being away, we we were going to have a twenty minute fight just about logistics and the fact that I wasn't home. Um, so when, when the opportunity came to sort of exit, uh, we both kind of looked at each other and said, you know, let's do this. If nothing else, you'll be home more. And we talked about the fact that we'd have to tighten our belts a little bit and that the world was going to change for us a little bit. And that we both sort of had to be on board and all in. Um, and we went in knowing that we went in knowing that things were going to be different and And they have been, and they've been different. look for for better and for worse, right? for For better. I've been home a lot more. I get to see my kids a lot more. I haven't missed many uh, many softball games or practices or any of that stuff. Um, but look, financially it's it's certainly different. and we're uh, I'm rebuilding from a place that I once was. and we've got uh, we built our lives around uh, the income that I was making two or three years ago. And it takes time to, to rebuild, to get back to that point. I'm not there yet. And I know that I will be eventually, but um, nonetheless, it's put other things that we might've wanted to do on hold. So, but, but we both had to sort of agree that that was going to be the plan and that we were going to, we're going to stick with it for at least a few years and do our best to make it work.
3: Russ, you just sort of hinted at this, um, but I want to dig a little bit, dig a little deeper on it. Um, yeah. So it, it can be really stressful financially, uh, stressfully otherwise when it, when it comes to actually running your practice. And I, you had a really good income before. And so when you talk about that struggle and then the ongoing struggle uh, and those conversations that you have with your wife, talking about a little bit about that, those frictions you have whenever it could, it could be easy if you just went back to your old life and made a lot of money. Um, but you, you're sticking with it. So you can, can you talk a little bit about that too?
1: yeah I mean look just bluntly for particularly the first year or two um it it sucked um uh, and and i I just started year three and i my expectation is that it'll suck less but it it still isn't gonna be awesome quite yet um so it, it's uh it's hard like we, we we make sacrifices, right? So there's there's uh, trips that we may have taken that now we're sort of not taking or that we're taking on a smaller basis. Um, there's just adjustments that you make. You save a little less in a given year. Um, so, you know, retirement may be backburnered, but but generally, um, I'm happier, right? So I, I'm not as miserable every Sunday night when I'm packing for a four-day trip, and I know that we're going to have that fight on, on Wednesday. Um, and she's happier as well. So, Um, and and you make choices, right? I mean, to me, life is all about choices always. Um, so every single time that a choice needs to be made, you factor in where you are now and where you want to go and what matters and what your values are. And it's kind of, you you talk about your vision for your firm, what's your vision for your life. And you make choices based on that vision for your life. And that's sort of how we do it. And, the first year was was difficult. The second year was less difficult. And the third year, hopefully, will start to get really good. And, and, and also, I've been really, really lucky because I didn't start from zero. I had this opportunity with my financial advisor to go and work for him and hang my securities licenses. Um, he pays me a, a base salary. Uh, he funnels me uh, estate planning clients. So th- we have a really good system in place where I sort of had a – I had a soft landing, um, but certainly not as soft a landing as, as had I just gone off and been the you know national sales director for a, another firm after we got bought and and continued to make that that sort of income that I was making before. It's it's a it's it's different, um, and it'll come back. I mean, that's sort of what what makes me feel good is that I know that there's a path to three to five years being right back to where I was. It's just a matter of building it and getting back to that place, but it's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a decision that you've got to make. Um, no, you, you've got to make the decision knowing what it is you're going to experience for a few years as you're rebuilding.
3: So Russ, I've, I've got to follow up to that. Whenever you were in your other industry, you had a lot of success and you moved to this one and, and you had, you've had these struggles Yep. Did you start to doubt yourself? And, and if so, how did you deal with that?
1: Yeah, I, I continue to doubt myself. Um, <laughs> I doubt myself every day. Um, and, and that's just me and something I've got to work through. Um, it, it's, um, look, I, I think anytime you start something new, uh, I, I went to Max Law on uh, 2019 and I think one of the, one of the things that Jim talked about was that confidence or overconfidence isn't always the best thing. So you, you, I, I, you got to kind of reassess right so um i I went in pretty confident and it was it it was slower than i wanted it to be and i think i think that because of where i want to get back to and how quickly i want to grow it may always be slower than i want it to be i'm always going to want it to be faster and 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 more and and uh growing and, and all that stuff so every now and again, you wake up and it's not where you want it to be. And it is just miserable. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a grind. It's a constant grind. But if you keep your eye on sort of the prize um, and, and the focus on where it is that you eventually want to get to and that you'll know you'll get there, that's kind of a good way to snap out of the malaise of, shit, this isn't working and not going as fast as I want it to go. And what am I going to do? You got to kind of refocus, reassess and get
2: back to work. So talk to us about that first year. How did you go? I mean, when you leave something as successful as you had, and you go out and you start, you hang out your shingle and you start looking for cases. What did you do and what worked well, and what didn't work well?
1: Yeah, I, I made a ton of mistakes, um, and and most of my mistakes were throwing money at things that that were just foolish to throw money at. Um, you know, partnering with bad partners, or you know those uh the the ad companies or the SEO companies that promise you the moon and the stars and three months later haven't delivered squat. Um I didn't find Maximum Lawyer until I was probably six months to nine months in and I wish I had found it sooner uh, because it probably would have helped me to weed out some of that stuff. So um right right off the bat, I mean some of the mistakes that I made were just, you know, in investing in stupid things, um, marketing not being where I wanted it to be not sort of sitting down and having kind of a long-term strategy, um, just hope and prayer at first. Um, and it took me six months to really, maybe even more, maybe nine months to figure out, like, I've got to have a plan. I've got to have a strategy. I've got to figure out who I'm marketing to. Because when you start, you, you take everything. And, and I, I'm only now, after two years in, starting to get to the point of saying no to some things. Because my, my avatar, my, my target client, is crystal clear. It's not just a person that I can do estate planning for, but it's also a person whose money, theoretically, we can take on and manage. So that, that's the ideal client. So when somebody comes in and they want me to do a probate litigation case because they're you know arguing with their brother over the you know, $15,000 that mom left them, that is a bad, bad client for me. But it's a client that I was nonetheless taking. And because I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, that's the client that was keeping me up at night. So imagine having, having all this stress on a client that you shouldn't have taken to begin with. So just stop doing that. And, and it, took me, it took me up until now to really sort of wake up and have that realization to stop doing it. So, so those are some of the mistakes that I've made, just spending, spending bad money on, on silly things, taking on clients that I shouldn't have taken on, not having a clear vision. All of those things were just bad um good things that i did i partnered with somebody so I, I partnered with a financial advisor who i could work with um who, who gave me a little bit of a backstop, um and, and also sent, sent me leads and those leads led to referral sources um i i always did an exceptionally good job for everybody that i came in contact with so i gave them good reason to refer me i mean that that's that, to me that's the number one thing like every single person that you come in contact with do an exceptionally good job for them so that they have a reason to say, yeah, I use Rust for my estate planning work. You should absolutely go talk to them. So now, after a couple of years, the fruits of that are starting to come. My phone's starting to ring. Eventually, I figured out who the good people were. Um, I started working with with Seth and Blue Shark about four or five months ago. My phone started ringing um, and it rings generally with pretty good leads. So, um, and the old company that I was working with, my phone never rang. So you, I made mistakes. I've learned from them. And now I feel like I'm on I'm on the right path.
3: So that's a great segue because I wanted to ask you about that. It's, it's, I feel like you've made a really good turn and you're heading in the right direction. Can you yep. talk about what decisions you've made to get you headed down the right
1: direction? Yeah. I mean, Tyson, it's a good question. Like, I, Look, I, I've done, I feel like I owe you and Jim quite a bit. I, I, I just want to say that right up front. Like I, I love the podcast. You guys invited me to be part of the guild, which has been incredibly helpful. Uh, some of the people that I've met through that um, like Josh, uh, Josh Rorschach and the Nicolaisons and Mike Alby and, and just other people ha- have been just tremendously helpful and inspiring and people to touch base with. And, and my, my biggest, issue i think at times i I really think i have a couple of issues one is that i want to do it all and i want to do it all perfectly so when i when it comes time to like making decisions on uh crm software well i see the good in all of them and i have trouble deciding which one i want and then i'm paralyzed by by analysis so it's been helpful to have people to talk to and to say screw it i'm just going in this direction and if it works for this guy it'll work for me um and, and moving forward that way so that that's been tremendously helpful and then the other thing is just taking action. And, and you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, th- this is going to sound kind of silly, uh, but but given my personality and how you and I have gotten to know each other, you'll kind of understand it. When I first found Maxim Lawyer, I listened to the first 50 podcasts over like three or four weeks. I literally, I was in my car and every time I was in my car, I w- I'd bang out a Maximum Lawyer podcast. And I had this little voice recorder that I would use. And every time there was a good idea on a podcast, I would I'd record it on my voice recorder and then I'd throw it in this Excel spreadsheet that I had. And after 50 of those podcasts, just the first 50, I had 178 ideas on a list. And I wanted to do them all. And you can't do them all. Uh-huh. So the idea of picking the two or three or one that really matter and then taking action on that one is really something that has come out of of sort of my relationship with you and jim and max lawyer and the guild and and all that And, and i think that has been dramatically altering for me
2: all right so we'll take a break for a word from our sponsors thanks to our sponsor smith ai smith ai is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers including me at my immigration practice the hacking law practice smith's friendly us-based receptionists respond to potential clients in english or spanish screen and schedule new leads and even take payment for our consults the best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone they also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget they serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and i work uninterrupted we get new clients and we get work done how awesome is that if you're in a solo or small firm i know you'll appreciate this Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial, and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M A X L A W 100. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say, don't let another day go by, try Smith AI. We're talking today with Russ Nesevich, a state planning lawyer out of New Jersey. Russ, it has been great having you in the Guild, and it was certainly wonderful talking to you at the conference. I remember exactly where we were when we were talking, and I think think you have really uh, opened up a lot. I feel like when we talked back then that you were sort of in a box and that you found some space to maneuver. And talk to us a little bit about that, about that mindset, sort of that mind shift.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, <laughs> I was scared to death. I mean, there there was a time when I didn't know, like, uh, I mean, I didn't know where this was going to go, and, and I thought that, you know, six, nine, twelve months in, I, I might have to go back to getting on planes every Monday, um, and I didn't want to do that, and I, I know my wife didn't want me to do that, so it, it really, um. It took some time to get from point A to point B, and, and just just mentally, like I was, in, I was in a bad place. I was frustrated and depressed and down on myself, and and I think people around me could see it. And um, I think just sort of having the ability to one have people like you to talk to, and two just sort of taking a step back every now and again and, and reassessing, and reminding yourself that you're on the right track, and this is a process is really, really important. And and that has helped me to kind of move forward, start focusing on specific things. Um, I've also done done things um, tactically that, that have helped. Like uh, I'll give you an example. I hated, <laughs> one of the stupid things that I spent money on was a, uh, a CRM called Action Step. And I spent money on it and I spent money to have it built out the way I wanted to. And no matter what I did, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So one of the one of my takeaways after after Maxim lawyer was I hired a virtual assistant to to use it for me, and now I just email her and she puts the stuff in, and now I don't have to be in it. I can just send her an email and I get a report, and now I'm at a point that I'm going to drop it completely and move on to something else that I'm actually going to love and enjoy. Um, so I I just uh, I literally just signed a contract a couple of days ago with LawMatics because I've heard from three or four people that use it. So it, it's it's sort of getting to a point tactically of. This is not working for me. I have to make a change and go in a different direction and do something else. And and that alone has helped me to sort of move my mindset from where we were in 2019 to where I cut where we were at Maximum Lawyer 2019 to to where I am today. It's just sort of being able to step back and know that things will get better and, and keeping things moving in that right direction, little incremental steps.
3: All right, Russ. So when it comes to direction, 10 years from now, where is this firm going to be? What are you going to be doing?
1: That's a great question. I have, uh, look, I have no interest in building a job. Um, We've talked about this before. I had a a CEO once that gave me a great advice. And he said, if you can't, he said, "If if you go and you build a business and you're going to be an entrepreneur and you can't throw your keys and your cell phone on the desk and disappear for a month, and come back and still have everything working and going fine and more money in your bank account, all you've done is built a job for yourself. Um, So I have no interest in building a job. My my goal, um, and I I don't know if it'll take me five years or 10 or 15 is to build a business and and to have associates and to have paralegals and to have marketing that works. I, I really think of myself as a salesperson. So if all I did every day was go out there and do seminars and go out there and meet people and convince people about the importance of estate planning and have them come in and meet with with me or another attorney and put their plan together and then hand them off to someone else to have them do all the drafting all the document review all that stuff and at the end I come in to sort of present it and sign it that's the goal and then for me to be able to take off for 3 weeks or a month and have other people in place to do that my goal is to build that system and build that business and build that practice where I don't have to be here day in and day out to, to babysit it. We call it a lifestyle practice in, in the financial services industry. So that's that's the goal. So if uh, if we're talking in 10 years and I'm on an island somewhere um, and the business is operating, uh, we'll, we'll know that the goal was achieved.
2: Sounds like a great goal to me. <laughs> Talk to us about where your clients are coming from now. I know you do those seminars and I think people might like to hear about that, but where are your best clients coming from?
1: Yeah, my, my best clients are coming from a few. So I've I've got two or three sort of channels. I I do seminars, not as regularly as I should, and I should be doing that more often, but I do seminars whenever I can. Um, I do Facebook ads. I've actually got a conversation um, coming up with, uh, with Kelsey actually from, um, for the maximum lawyer group about how i can fine tune that a little bit but i i'm doing seminars uh, people come in um, and hopefully they schedule an appointment and then they become estate planning clients um, i'm getting more and more clients from referrals uh, i am getting more and more clients uh, you wouldn't believe it from facebook groups so i'm on like the local town facebook groups and anytime that somebody on there says hey can somebody recommend an estate planning attorney because i've done a good job for the last couple of years there's five people that jump on and say, oh, you got to call Russ Nesevich, which which has really been terrific. Um, I work with some of the insurance companies um, like the Hyatt Legal Plan and um, and a a company called Arag, where they, through their their employers' legal plans, will have the ability to get an estate plan from an attorney. It's really a loss leader for me. Uh, I make no money out of it but i get referrals from it so i'll do an estate plan for somebody and then they'll send me another client who'll pay full price so th- those have really been kind of the main sources is, is the seminars referrals and, and just sort of being out there um that that has worked for me
3: so russ i'm i'm curious I, and this is something i should have asked you at the beginning but i I want to back up a second yeah do you wish you would have begun a lawyer at the beginning or are you happy with how you did this. And I and I'm not asking do you do you have your regrets or whatnot, but I mean I guess the question sort of if you were to go back at your, you know, 20 year old self, what advice would you
1: have given yourself? Boy, that is the that is a terrific question. And it's a question that I think about all the time. And I think that if there's one piece of advice that I could give to that sort of 20 something starting out it is to do it now um do it when you're 20 something um i am married i have 3 kids i have a house i have all these responsibilities and and the stress that that puts on somebody to to make money and earn uh and take care of their family and 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 look i don't want to over overplay it like my my wife has a terrific job. We're really, really lucky. We saved money. Like, we're, we're blessed. Like, we're, there, I, have, I have no regrets on that sort of thing. But the ability to, to do something like this and to start something on your own, regardless of what it is, whether you're starting a law firm or you're starting out in financial services or you're starting a restaurant, whatever it is, the ability to do it when you're young and stick with it. And don't go out and buy that house right away. Don't go out and buy that fancy car right away. Don't do not do those things that are going to commit you to to that monthly nut that's going to just cause you to lie awake at night. L- live in your parents' basement for a little bit longer and, and save up a little bit more money and not have that sort of stress hanging over your head and give yourself the time to make the mistakes so that eventually you will learn into the success. That is the best advice that I wish somebody had given me when I was in my 20s um that that I that nobody gave me so instead I I did the opposite I went to work and I started making lots of money and I started figuring out how to spend it
3: <laughs> Hey Jimmy that's the gym hacking plan live in your parents basement until you made it
2: right
1: I'm
2: always I'm always at risk of going back to my parents basement this is correct
1: it, it's a great plan it works
2: Well Russ um it's so funny because you were like oh I don't know if I have anything to talk about on the show I don't know if I have anything to offer you you're, you're <laughs> Great. You're a great maximum lawyer. I mean, you you have really um, made some good changes. You have an interesting story, and it's, an, it's a unique uh, practice that you have, um, and I think that you have gotten to that point where you don't have anything to apologize for. I think you're doing great, and I think that that goal you have 10 years from now, I think we're going to reach it. I appreciate it what is your current setup like and how are you going to scale this thing? How are you going to grow? Like what I know Tyson always likes to ask what's going to happen in 10 years. What's going to happen in these next six to 12 months?
1: Yeah. So I've got, uh, it's just me. Uh, I'm the only attorney. I have, um, uh, an answering service. I use Ruby, uh, to answer my phone and it, it works well. Um, I have two, uh, probate paralegals. Uh, I'm sorry. I have, I have two paralegals. One's a drafting paralegal. One is a probate paralegal. So when probate work comes into the office, I have a paralegal that can handle it. And literally she does like 90% of the work. Um, I have a drafting paralegal. So when a client comes in and I put the whole plan together, uh, I draft in a system called uh, Wealth Docs through Wealth Council. Um, I am able to put that plan together send it off to a paralegal and that paralegal sort of goes into wealth counsel, creates it and sends me back the documents to review and print. So I am really trying to sort of use the maximum lawyer method. I outsource as much as I possibly can. Um, anything that I, anything that's not client facing and anything that's not really practicing law like, um, you know, drafting the documents in a certain way or customizing the documents is really being done by paralegals. Um, I don't go to court. I've, I've taken on two or three probate cases and I absolutely hate it. I, I just don't like doing it. So, um, uh, I'm really focused right now entirely on document drafting and simple probate matters. Um, even the probate matters, I'm starting to move to flat fee billing, which is hard to do with probate until you really figure out sort of the case and, and what the details are going to be, cause you don't know how, how acrimonious it's going to get. But even that I, I hate keeping time. Um, so I, I want to do that flat fee. Um, and the goal is to just keep having more clients come in the door, uh, more seminars, more advertising, more of, of all of that stuff. I just want to be in front of as many people as possible. I have a virtual assistant that helps with the calendar and putting stuff in Action Step and eventually will be helping me with, with Lawmatics, though Lawmatics I'm hoping to be a little more involved in because I think I'm going to, to like it um, more, more than I will Action Step. And uh, and that's it. And I'm going to try to continue to build it that way for as long as I can. Like when I get when I get busier, I'm going to add another virtual paralegal. And when I get busier than that, I'm going to add another virtual paralegal and another virtual assistant. And hopefully when the time comes and it, and that sort of gets too big, then I'll bring in my first associate and, and start shoveling off some of the work to them. But that's that's kind of how I've got it built now. It's basically me and a whole bunch of virtual help, whether it be paralegals, assistants, virtual admins, that type of stuff.
3: All right, Russ, this has been great, but I do have to wrap things up. Um, before I do, I want to remind everyone to go to the Facebook group. Lots of great information being shared there. Just an awesome place to be. So um, check it out. Lots of great people sharing great information. Also, go to uh, Eventbrite and subscribe, uh, sign up for Max LawCon 2020. There's also something new that Jim and I have started in January with Kelsey Bratcher. Um, and I'll let Jim remind us of the dates, because I think it's January 23rd and 24th. Pretty sure that's what it is. We're gonna do a Zapathon, our first ever Zapathon, where we're just gonna basically workshop for two days nonstop about automation. Uh, mostly Zapier, but also Kelsey is a—he's—he's he's an expert in automation in general. So he'll be able to help if you've got other things when it comes to automation. But um, it's mostly Zapier, but it's, it's gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, Jimmy, what is your hack
2: of the week? So a lot of our listeners uh, may not know, but before you and I started Maximum Lawyer, we had our own local mastermind group where we talked with different business owners once a month and sort of came up with good ideas. And that was that was helpful and it was a good groundwork for what we're doing now. Um, my tip or my hack of the week, I should say, this week is uh, something that grew out of that. So our old buddy jim manning runs three doors realty and he is doing a lot of stuff in the education space and deal making space and what he and i did on saturday is we went for a walk so so often we think networking has to be uh eating lunch out or eating dinner or whatever going out for drinks but we got up we were at 6 a.m we were walking around to Pear park and we were just coming for coming forward with all of our great ideas and you know we're both sort of add-ish and we were just ranting and raving with all of our good ideas so Find someone that you want to talk to that does interesting things and schedule a time to go for a walk. It was great. I love that. Anytime I I try to suggest a
3: walking meeting with somebody, they they always scoff at it. I, and I, I wish I could get more people to do walking meetings with me. It's always, let's have coffee, let's have lunch. But I, I love the idea of walking meetings. I think, I think that's a, a great idea. Russ, uh, do you have a tip or a hack for us?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a tip, and it's a pretty easy one. Uh, it, it's ask, and um, and here, here's what I mean by that. So there have been a, a number of people in this group who have helped me a, a tremendous amount, and they don't even know it. And I was actually going to drop some names, but I'm not going to because if I drop five names, the other five people might be offended uh, because they helped me too. Um, the amount of people in this group that I have reached out to and asked for help who have been responsive and communicative and tremendously generous with their time, people want to help you. And if you need help, ask for it. Raise your hand and ask for it, and and you'll get it. And that goes to not only other lawyers that you work with or people in Maximum Lawyer. It it goes for clients. I, I have asked clients for Google reviews, and I get them just by asking. And seven out of 10 clients that I ask for a Google review, they go on and give me a five-star review. So when you have an opportunity to ask for help, ask for review, ask for whatever it is that you need, all you got to do is ask.
3: I like it. All you got to do is ask. All right. So my tip of the week, this is kindness week. Now whenever you hear this, it won't be kindness week. So this may be a, a good reminder. Maybe you've seen it on my my Facebook page in my post about kindness week. And whenever you hear this, it would be a, a nice little reminder. But I know I've, I've sort of mentioned this before with the tip, but it's a good reminder to be kind to people. And so if you've got employees, you give them a compliment today, all right? You know, hey, you did a really good job on this. Maybe you're really pissed off at them for some reason. You know, maybe it's the second to, to take a second to breathe you know and go be kind to them maybe you said some harsh words go 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 back and be nice to them um, if it's just you as a solo go home and tell your kids how great of a job they've been doing cleaning the room or their wife your your wife your spouse you know how great they're doing at work or how great that they're doing being a spouse and so um, go do that i think that that will really really help um a good buddy of mine firma percelli He's always talking about how, you know, just saying nice things to people and saying hello to them during the day and actually mean it. Like actually when you're saying, hey, how's it going? Mean it and be engaged in that conversation because it really, you never know how much it's really going to mean to that person. So um, that is my tip of the week. Russ, you, this has been awesome. I I love talking to you. I think you're great. You're an open book, which is, which is even better. So thanks so much for coming on.
1: Guys, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. And I, uh, I can't thank you enough for having me and everything that you've done for me over the last couple of years. So thank you.